Hi everyone, my name is Rob. My name is Geraldine. Welcome to another episode of GBF, where we discuss books, pop culture, little random things here and there. And today I thought, we both thought, it would be really interesting. Mostly you thought. Mostly I thought, because it is interesting. And I feel like as a someone who flexes being a Potterhead and friends with Potterheads, like explicitly on the timeline all the time. I'm oh, like, are you a is... friend of the Potterhead? <laughs> like, what is that code for nowadays? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And that's the issue here. This is this is the issue, is that um, many of us who love books and grew up reading were raised by a lot of the same books. And... Um, one of them has become unfortunately like kind of somewhat totally problematic to enjoy because of the author who I think would be super camp if we just didn't say their name at all like throughout the entire episode that's like my challenge but we could just come up with like easy yeah I think it's pretty easy I think you suggested one time that we just say Hatsune Miku but but now it's come to the point (laughs) where I don't even want Miku's name to be associated Why don't you just tell everyone what we're talking about then today? Well, there has been a unspoken topic on this podcast. And recently, this unspoken topic has been in the public eye once again with the reunion special of Harry Potter. Titled Harry Potter 20th Anniversary Return to Hogwarts. So I guess we've sort of skirted around the topic of Harry Potter. What are your thoughts about Harry Potter now? I was thinking, because I knew this episode was coming up and I was thinking about my relationship with Harry Potter. Because we all have one. That's the thing is literally everyone has one. I have this experience. I'll tell you this. Okay, so I haven't been around new people in a while, (laughs) as you know. No new friends. No new friends. (laughs) Um, But I started working at this place and one of like the first questions he asked me, like just as we were trying to make conversation, my boss, he was like, do you like Harry Potter? And I was like, oh my God, that's such a question now. It's like you can gauge who someone is by how they respond to like, do you like Harry? Like now it's just like a benchmark of like a question you can ask anyone and sort of know their place. You know what I mean? That's how weird Harry Potter has become. Well, there's just so many implications attached to the brand. And I it's sad because in like the pandemic, there was such a really fun renaissance of like me and friends of mine, like reading the books and watching the TV shows that we grew up with. And I have a thought about this. I'll let you finish, but I have a thought about this very exact thing. Well, because it's just so ironic that while I started to sort of open up my love for Harry Potter once again, like go back and reopen the wound of my like 13, honestly, no, like 10, 11, 12 year old self, she who will not be named started becoming the person that she is known for today and making the statements that she's so publicly known for that are so awful. So it was sort of like this really weird toss up where it was like, we were all reconfronted with our child. We we all moved home. Most of us, if we live with our family during the pandemic, I had this whole nostalgia run. I started to love all the movies and it was like the most, could not be a more heartbreaking time to have this person kind of put a whole damper on Um, Not just a book series, but an entire culture, right? And so Mm. the benchmark now, it's like when you say you like Harry Potter, 
Are you in touch with what's going on? Do you not care? Are you just, are you complicit? I don't really know. So you were talking about nostalgia during early pandemic. Yeah. Um, And I kind of felt the opposite with Harry Potter because this is my experience with Harry Potter, right? Uh, We very much fell back into The Hunger Games. You rewatched Twilight. These (laughs) were pivotal books and pop cultural moments as well, but they were given time to like die for a little bit and then come back. To me, Harry Potter never died. I think I never got the chance to mourn Harry Potter. So there was never a feeling of nostalgia. But how did you, how did it keep up with you? How did it not die? I mean, this was, in high school, it would have been the most cringe thing to admit that we cared about Harry Potter. Um, You walk into Barnes and Noble and there's an entire section dedicated to Harry Potter merch. Because she owns stock in it or something. Like how? Oh, and there's also an amusement park. And all these new movies that don't, no one's watching. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> about those movies too. I'm not watching though. And like Dumbledore is gay and everything. Okay, so this is the problem, is that... Dumbledore is gay and that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think it's ironic that we're getting queer representation in a story that there never was. A story that's built on all white characters, all cisgender characters, which we can obviously get into, that's sort of part of this topic. Bunch of racism. There's slavery. Do you think about how there's slavery in Harry Potter? And there really doesn't need to be because they have magic. There's recent slavery news with Harry Potter. So I saw a tweet about, I thought they were talking about the house elves and how there's slavery and like, Mm -hmm. you know, oppression and not just not oppression, but like exploitation in the wizarding world when literally everyone's magic. And I mean, sure, there's going to be a class divide, you know, mud blood, muggle born, you know, like. Uh, racism, I guess. I get where that comes from. Like, I see how that's like a mirror of the world. But like, did we really need slavery? I don't think so. Um, Do we need to name the only black character um, something? Kingsley Shacklebot. Kingsley Shacklebot. I thought it was Shacklebolt. That would have been even worse. <laughs> and then uh, we don't need to speak on Cho Chang, but you know we don't have to speak on Cho Chang. <laughs> it says she speaks for herself. She speaks for herself. The name says what it has to say. Uh, she's a queen, one-dimensional character that did nothing. I mean, she basically did nothing, but she just slayed. She was pretty. She was pretty. I mean, in Harry's eyes, and he ended up with Ginny. So I don't know what his taste is. Regardless, well, first of all, you're you're forgetting she had Cedric first. That's the real. <gasps> oh, period. So she she was a prize. I'm sorry, Cho Chang was a prize. But as you were saying, um, I kind of agree that it never went away. And you know what's so funny is in this uh, special that I totally watched the whole thing, all one hour, 42 minutes, it's flogged in my brain. Like I would never just watch some of it and then talk about it. But um, Rupert Grint says, the actor who played Ron, I feel like we haven't earned a reunion. He's like, it's been technically 20 years, but it doesn't even feel like we're at a point where we need to come back to it because this is still our lives. And I think that kind of reflects what you're saying. No, ABC Family is still playing Harry Potter Weekend every other weekend. Well, I hope they are because it kind of makes me mad that HBO bought or has some ownership over all of them because, I mean, that's why this special exists. It's because this is why the Friends special exists. This is why all of these things happen because we live in an era where creativity, not that it's dead, but... It's dead. There's nothing going on anymore. Like, art shouldn't exist anymore because, like, why bother? Instead of like post, we're just post art. What bothered me, if we're going to get into the reunion itself and how it was produced, one, it's really funny that she's like in it, but not in it. That's like the, that's one of the number one things about this special was like everything that she's in. Oh, you lost the game, baby. Oh, 
<laughs> She's coming for me. Oh no. I said the name. I'm I'm about to the fucking dementor is about to come suck me. Oh. I, <laughs> I He's about to what? Oh, uh, nothing. Um she who will not be named is up in this reunion uh, because I guess they started putting it together before everything happened because it says filmed in 2019. So it's funny how HBO was like, hmm, do we bite the bullet and put together this really weird manufactured fabricated event to promote us getting all eight movies loaded onto the site where we have like Emma Watson dancing through Hogwarts station, casting hundreds of extras, re- rehearsing dance numbers, set b- paying for lighting crews and smoke machines and full set construction and design just to have, you know, not even Harry Potter himself, that actor, just Emma Watson get her little letter and fly off. It's like really strange how much effort they put into this when the past year of life, the only things to be in the press about Harry Potter is fuck Harry Potter on all levels. So it's just hilarious that they still went with this and they put Mm -hmm. so much effort into it. Like y'all couldn't have waited until the 30th anniversary where like... Yeah, like the actors will still be around. And then at least at that point, she who will not be named... She who will not even she might not even be alive. I mean, who knows? There. So by then, a window of time will have will have soared through another decade on this fucking crusty planet, and at least then it will be camp to go back and remember. Well, this is one of the most iconic film series in history. I mean, this this is something that unlike The Hunger Games and I don't know Percy Jackson and all these other books, like it had a bigger impact. It has the most movies for like a children's book adaptation. It has eight films. And, I mean, it can never be remade. It has spinoffs, but this is just it. Like, these movies are it. And it's like, you could have just done this down the line. Robert, I hear you, and I, I agree. When you watched it, were you entertained? I didn't watch it. <laughs> you asked me if I finished it. I said no. But I didn't ask if you started it. Ask <laughs> me if I started Well, here's the thing is, I don't think you need to watch it to have an opinion on... I have an opinion. Transphobia is bad, guys. That's my opinion. So, what... <laughs> What happens in this reunion that really matters? Literally nothing. Uh, let me tell you right now, like, my little sister who's, like, 16, she didn't read Harry Potter. She's really nothing like me, but, like, kids her age, I feel like, were not Harry Potter fans the same way that we were. So if you're trying to get, like, new teenagers, or, like, kids who are in school or, like, that sort of demographic, like, they don't care about this. You're only gonna get people who are, like, already grown adults. But then, like, we know things. Like, we don't like J.K. Rowling. We've been... And we've been on Tumblr. We grew up when fan culture for books was Mm -hmm. first turned onto the internet. So any sort of behind the scenes, background little funny actor thing, like we already know everything. So it's just wild to me again that this was greenlit um, for like a lot of different reasons. But I'm not gonna lie, when you called me and I was halfway through it, I mean, I wasn't mad. I think it was a bit entertaining because I actually like the actors and, and and I thought it was cute. Okay, so I want to ask more specifically, what was your relationship with Harry Potter? Because I feel like... We both very much grew up in Harry Potter culture, but I think you were a little bit more involved than me. Well, that's because when I read the books, it was like all I read for like a period of time. I feel like it was like, it was my personality before The Hunger Games was my personality. The Hunger Games was just more, at the time, more like dark and more, I mean, it was dystopian science fiction versus just straight up fantasy. I mean, I had the wands, I had the prefect's pen. The first, one of the first times like, I was outside of school with you was like on Halloween. Yeah, because we used to go to like fucking like dope Halloween parties. It was like <laughs> <laughs> Like we weren't even friends yet. Like I was a friend of a friend at that point and you were in your little Slytherin. No, you were in your Ravenclaw baby. Max Ravenclaw. was in Slytherin. 
Okay. <laughs> As he thought. That, if that tells you anything about the old Max or something. I don't know. The fact that he thought he was in Slytherin at like 13. It's like, what happened? I'm not in Ravenclaw anymore. I'm definitely in Slytherin now. I personally did not read past the third book. And I what? have not watched the last two movies. So Are you serious? I'm, I'm completely serious. That's how early I removed myself from Harry Potter. You can't see my face right now, but... Well, you He's can. shocked. But I'm shook. I did not know that. You never finished the series, even just past three? Yeah, I put it down, baby. Well, I feel like I'm a little bit unconventional in a way, too, because I read the third book first. Oh. You said, what's this? I went to Barnes & Noble when I was in, like, fifth grade or something, and I literally picked up The Prisoner of Azkaban and just, like, read it. Because I had at that point, I had seen the movies, like, at sleepovers at my grandma's house, and I had known them, but I couldn't tell you really, like, plot by plot, like, what really happened, because, you know, the first two movies, there's kind of, like, cute little adventures. So I read the mm-hmm. third book, and I loved it so much. And to this day, I think it's the best book. I do think the third, out of the three I read, the third book was the best. The fourth movie is my favorite, because that's utter camp. But the fourth movie is notoriously known as the worst movie. Did you know that? I don't care. I don't think I even watched The Half-Blood Prince, if I'm being honest. I didn't watch The Half-Blood Prince. I mean, I actually watched it with Lauren last year, but we were drunk. And because it's such a bad movie. Half-Blood Prince is, like, one known to be, like, the second worst, if not the worst one. It's just... Harry Potter fans because I also during like 2021 like winter NYC quarantine when there was no nightlife and I got drunk every night with my roommate we would mm-hmm. go on deep dives of YouTubers who did like Harry Potter theory videos like now and then mm-hmm. and this person reviewed every single movie ranked them blah 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 and like the fourth one is the one that diverges most from the plot of the book and basically makes it like a teen action movie and loses like all the character development see I wouldn't know that because I didn't read the book you didn't read the book exactly the book though is also (laughs) a little bit too much the book is a literal doorstopper i mean it's actually a brick it's a weapon actually that that was her turning point though and it's so obvious you know what i mean yeah because she knew too much of who she was and you know how like everyone now releases albums that are like 27 tracks because they're like Mm -hmm. okay this will get me the most streams she's like i had to like she's like my foot's on these bitches necks i'm about to shock all of them and the book i think is like 700 something and then the next one is like 800 and something So when I was sitting in school and the kid in the class who was smart got ordered from the Scholastic Book Fair, the Harry Potter series, have you ever had that experience? And it was brought to the classroom and it was in a fucking trunk. It was like bigger than everyone. It was like bigger than like the tallest child in the room. It was all the books, hardcover, and like the parents, I guess, dropped like maybe $200 for their kid to carry home a book series the size of a small child in their bag or something. Like that was too much. And that was my opinion of the books. But because I was gay... And I was like weird and like on the internet and all my friends were reading it. I read it. I spent probably thousands of dollars. I don't, not my money, but I had the wands. I had the memorabilia. I had books. I had fan book. Like I had like the Fantastic Beast somewhere to find them, like textbook. I owned that. Mm-hmm. I just everything. And I mean, that's just me. I know bigger Potterheads than I. I know someone who went to fucking <laughs> Ollivanders and got chosen. Like, has a custom wand. So I'm not even a player in this game. Like, there are people who go far beyond me. Isn't that so strange that Harry Potter has become, like, like a family thing? It's like, uh-huh. this is my family's one personality. It's liking Harry Potter. Okay, well, you don't have to read, you don't have to read the dolls. But it's like, are you a Harry Potter family? Like, oh, okay, I got it. And I just think that, like, it's incredibly... It's just so sad thinking about how there is something queer-coded about Harry Potter that no, no one No, I was place. just about to get there. We'll how there. comforting 
like the people who were into Harry Potter when we were young, like really like loved Harry Potter, um, ended up being the most <laughs> queer, freely open people out there. And to think that the legacy of Harry Potter turned against them. It's actually it's actually devastating. Like if I cared more about Harry Potter, I would be devastated having to go through that transition of I love this thing so much, but it does not love me back. And it turned so fiercely with such a fire. Like it mm-hmm. was like an attack. And but you know what? My next question is it's like do we have to have a relationship with an author to enjoy something okay so here's the big question as an art student and as someone who reads a lot of books and you know historical analysis things like that oh so you, you read a lot of historical analysis though hey you don't know what i do in my free time what the one thesis that we were all asked to read and <laughs> i didn't even finish that okay anyway i read a page. <laughs> <laughs> do how can we remove art from the artist. And I have an opinion on this that is very specific to this woman, but what do you think? Okay, one, some of the most celebrated art in the world is stuff that was created eons ago. So Mm -hmm. the way we study and consume art, the way so much of the art that we look at is based in the most egregious, horrendous things, like our products of colonization or art that's stolen. A lot of your faves are racist and homophobic and misogynistic. Pretty much all of them. I mean, everything that we learn, like everyone's misogynistic, like period. Even this fucking author in their own way. If anything, is weaponizing, claiming the opposite of misogyny to hurt other women. So the point I'm trying to make is that none of that, however, is an argument for supporting people who are alive and here and are influential, Mm -hmm. and are doing and saying things. It goes without saying that if a transphobe wrote a book, who we all knew they were transphobe, there's not even a question that they would never get published. This person, like a lot of people who are big, rich narcissists, and have lots of money, lots of power, and have a solidified, cemented position as an artistic genius, it gives them, it enables them to say and do whatever they want, which I guess at the end of the day, you can't kill them for being honest because at least they're showing their true colors. I'm, If anything, this whole situation is devastating, but if she always felt this way or mm-hmm. if she had something to say, okay, well, at least now I know honestly to not like her because I never yeah. idolized her because when you're young and you read books, you don't necessarily... I mean, she has no other book. She does have another book. She has multiple other books that no one cares about. Exactly. Well, there's one specific one that I bought when I was like Casual Vacancy. Yes. And I read it and I didn't really understand it because I think it was like an adult book and it wasn't very good because she had one thing that she was good at. And I personally have to also say that I'm not trans, so it's like my lens for this. It's like I'm not speaking for people who this actually affects. But Mm -hmm. I will say... That no, I I don't think you can always separate art from the artist when there's money involved, when there's lots Mm -hmm. of influence involved. But it's also like it's a little bit silly to ignore influence. Like I it's not like there isn't an entire culture and she did build a fucking world. She built a whole childhood for people. She mm-hmm. and and I enjoy the trivia game. I think it's funny how much my friends love it. I reference there's it's, there's so much of my brain built on it that I'm not someone who would go and want to you know one I don't even fucking play video games, but I'm not gonna play the games and I'm not gonna go see the new movies because even whether she was who she was or not, I wouldn't care to see those movies. And I I don't know. I mean, now we have to watch these documentaries. It's just like almost everything else where like there's been a bit of a reckoning in 
in society and we've gone back and we've looked at a lot of things that we love or we enjoy or we ignored. And this is just another one of those examples of it's like we need to be smarter and we have to hold people accountable and we're watching this fucking mm -hmm. documentary thing. I don't know. They have to put in awkward clips of her against a black background that says filmed years ago. Everything has an asterisk and it's like just cut her the fuck out. Like she shouldn't have even been in it. I don't care that she had trouble casting Harry. I don't want to hear from her. I don't care that she thought when she was writing the book she thought this. I don't care. I don't know why she was included and I think HBO gave the perfect example of like awkwardly trying to include something. It's like watching season 12 of Drag Race and like this other person who will not be named was dis disqualified from the competition after already filming and making it to the finale of that competition. So they had to find a way for all of us to enjoy it while like editing around someone. Why she's in this is stupid and I, I, I don't know. I don't want to separate it. I want her to suffer. I want her to have no money. I want her to have no career. I want her to be shut the fuck up. To make your point more concise, I agree with you in that the people that I can separate the art from the artist from are people who are dead and no longer benefit from me enjoying their art or even speaking about their art. Whereas this woman is making millions of dollars, billions of dollars a year, and she's has a platform where she's been saying really harmful things that actually hurt people in the modern age. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so actually I'm very happy in not supporting and not, you know, doing <laughs> like I'm taking the conscious decision. Well, it's also because like, I don't care anymore. There's something about Harry Potter that's been tainted for me, even like prior to, this woman saying things um, out of pocket. No one asked her to say anything. But um, the biggest problem is that she's still making money regardless. Like we could boycott her as much as we want, but these Harry Potter families, they're running her check. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, I'm not here to defend because I don't think there's any purpose to still be buying Harry Potter memorabilia, but is there an argument that at this point it's just too it's way bigger than her that it's just like it exists with or without her i mean well the problem is she's still getting money from anything to do with harry potter and not only that even if she were to drop dead tomorrow which like i'm not wishing death upon someone but even if she were to die tomorrow her estate which she definitely is going to like develop is going to continuously get money until at least 70 years after her death because of copyright. So, and even then, the rights to Harry Potter is going to be bought up by someone else at some point. So I don't, I really don't know, like, if Harry Potter will ever reach public domain, but the thought of Harry Potter reaching public domain is kind of giddy. Like, it makes me kind of giddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what will people do when Harry Potter reaches public domain? You know what I mean? The possibilities are endless. I want... A trans person to buy it just for the surf reconceptualize it yeah and also yeah. like to make the money off of it but again i don't know if it's ever going to reach public domain you have to wait you have to wait 70 years after the death of the creator so if there's a universe if the planet is still alive then <laughs> yeah that's the other issue right let's bring climate change into this yeah. conversation as well so at the end of the day <laughs> climate change is real and Jay oh she who will not be named sucks because at the end of the day, I do love all the books that I read as a kid, and that's the reason that I love reading now. And, like, it was the whole cornerstone of my personality before 
social media kind of like came into being a teenager and before yeah I had to be like in high school and before life got hard like I liked reading these books and I still love them and a part of me does want to go back and read The Prisoner of Azkaban but I don't want to go fucking buy it it's just so funny that Harry Potter would not exist if she was this open if this if Harry Potter like came out now you know what I mean like that would have been shut down immediately <laughs> well that's what I was trying to say like if she was openly a transphobe when she wrote the series Maybe not when she wrote it, because, like, that was, like, <laughs> a long well, time ago. Theoretic- well, you're saying if Harry Potter came out now, so I'm saying, like, theoretically. But it's also was- hard to, to like, imagine a world without Harry Potter, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. like Harry Potter has shaped this world, the world we're living in right now. And that's a scary yeah. thought. It's terrifying. <laughs> Everyone was waiting for their letter to Hogwarts, and we know who. And I'm glad that I had that experience. It's not worth it now. I mean... Harry Potter had a lot of sons for a long time. I mean, it was the mother to these other bitches. Like, it was the supreme childhood series. And I don't know if it will ever be dethroned. And that's the scary part, is that it kind of reminds you that some of the most popular, you know, leading, influential pieces of our culture are created and owned by horrible, horrible, horrible people. And if J.K. Rowling was allowed to have more influence than she does, like if she ever wants to run as a politician, if she ever wants to put her money towards something, which we already know she is, she's definitely donating to all this horrible shit. I don't know, that influence would carry over from just Twitter to to the real world and she would hurt lots of people. And that's why fucking Disney and HBO and all these amusement parks should like fucking speak out against her. Well, let's not ask Disney to do too much because... Honestly, like, I was gonna go to Disney last year if my little brother wanted to go, and all I was gonna do was get drunk and probably throw up in the fucking Magic Kingdom, and now I wish I did. I really wanted to... I wanted to do poppers in the middle of the fucking Magic Kingdom. I want to, like, suck a dick inside the amusement park. I want to, like do all the gayest things in the world, like, at Disney and make everyone mad. I want to get banned from Disney. That's, like, my new goal. If I ever am, like, forced to go. And and I'm well, not paying to go. If you get banned from Disney, you won't be invited to Max's wedding, then. Yeah! <laughs> um, if that wedding is in Disney, that's his own demon. <laughs> <laughs> that's his demon, not mine. Anyway, this is our thoughts on Harry Potter. I thought I was a Ravenclaw, and then I took the Pottermore quiz. No. Turned out I was No. Scared. The Pottermore quiz broke me. It the broke Pottermore me. The Pottermore quiz, had, like, world stop. I was shaking, crying, and throwing up taking that quiz, because if I didn't get Ravenclaw, my entire identity was got Like, before anyone came out as anything... <laughs> In the LGBTQ. You came out as which house you were. <laughs> exactly. That was your community. And then they created a quiz that that then told you who you were. And if anything, that's just a metaphor for how mm. fucked up this is. Wait, the way we're putting things together right yes. now. Yes. Oh, baby. The Oh, it's all coming. Someone write this down. This, this, this is shit right here. It's telling you who you are when the whole point of the sorting hat is that we choose who we are at the end of the day. It's who we know, who we mm. are. Think about mm. it. And this bitch was trying to put us in categories. I took that test four times before I got Ravenclaw and I lied to all of you. I got Slytherin every single time. I think I got like Slytherin, Slytherin, Gryffindor and I told... Oh, I'm Ravenclaw. Don't worry about it. And I know that bitch lied too. Everyone was lying because no one was getting what they wanted. I didn't lie. I sincerely thought I was Ravenclaw. And then I took this quiz and I was like, wait a second. You're right though. You might be right about that one. Wait, what did you get? Slytherin. Oh, you did. Yes, Sam. As long as I didn't get a Hufflepuff though, like, it's fine. I'll live to see another day. (laughs) 
Honestly, the way that Ron and fucking Hermione end up when it should have been Hermione and fucking Harry, and we all knew it. She she wanted to be different and quirky and cute. And then she even admitted it later how... <laughs> she admits a lot of things. Like, before being transphobic, it was like, well, this character was gay. And even before she said anything, I remember making a fucking joke about how she was like, um, I was like, next she's gonna say that Dobby's trans. I think I put that on my Instagram story. I think I made a joke one day, like, or like Joe did or something comes out and says that Dobby the house elf is like transgender, like pansexual, polyamorous or something. No, he's just enslaved. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. I mean, if you guys- I love Harry book, Potter. Book one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> um, three is the best book, just to put that out there. She should have stopped. Honestly, she should have stopped. J- if Geraldine's a good indicator, she could have stopped. I mean, she didn't, obviously they didn't graduate from Hogwarts or anything and nothing was solved, but if they had ended at book three, that would, and then she just died. Things become If we could solved. go back in time, if we could go back in time and kill J.K. Rowling, it would be just as soon as she turned in Prisoner of Azkaban. Boom, done. It's over. But then she would become a mater and we wouldn't have known these a mater. dark, yeah. A martyr? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mater from Cars. Yeah. No mater from like, Cars. I was like, Cars? I'm like, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Ciao. Like, okay, we got to stop this. Episode. Radiator Springs. Listen, I don't watch those Cars movies like y'all do, what? so I'm not going there. Cars 3 is a good movie. It's not only the best movie in the Cars universe, it is a good movie, period. Because hands are not on it, so there are transgender cars in the Cars universe. There might be some they thems. I'm not sure about transgender. <laughs> Mater is not binary, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> Lightning McQueen, yes, slay fierce, honey. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Lightning McQueen is gay. Yeah. And he has a daddy kink. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe I should stream the films. Um, okay, we gotta go. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for watching. I mean, listening. Bye. You wish you were watching. <laughs> <laughs>